0: All right, welcome to Morning Journal session number 196, thank you so much for starting your week with us here, um, glad to have you, looking forward to another great session today. We're gonna be talking a little bit about um, our routines and practices and the things that we do every day, or almost every day, and how those kind of line up with what it is that we're trying to create. We're gonna be looking back at our past a little bit, which is always, um, which can always be informative, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable but not so much on the things that happened to us but on the things that we actually had some choice and agency over. Hopefully at the end of this conversation, you know, we'll be in a place where going into this week, it'll be uh, you know, we'll have some positive things to pull out of the situation here. So, we're going to get ready and start by checking in. Let's see how everyone is right now. So let us know how you feel. How you feel on a scale of one to 10. Let us know how you feel. You just want to use a number. Perhaps you would prefer to use uh, an adjective. We go along with that number so that we can get more of a qualitative understanding of where you are right now. Dorfy Dorf is coming in at a seven. Just kind of an overall rating of seven this morning. I could dig that. says I'm at a five out of 10 going through some things, but I think I know how I'm going to remove myself from one of them. Right. It's good to be able to recognize the situations that are not healthy for you and to yeah, step back, pull away. is so important right now I think I feel patient that is the um, I guess the overarching experience for me right now is patience yeah I'm sitting with a, a level of okayness that's pretty strong right now and patience Okay, says. <laughs> Instead of a green check mark, I see a piece of lettuce, which is cool. <laughs> a little piece of lettuce, and feeling confident and litty. Confident and litty. So I don't need to. I don't need to get into all the details of your weekend, but we're gonna be talking about our weekend coming up. I know that you had some things on the horizon. So maybe in our next prompt, we can get into yeah how the weekend went. So the next prompt, as I mentioned, what was the most meaningful moment of your weekend? What was the most meaningful moment of your weekend? Last weekend in January. Elsa's like, oh, (laughs) I didn't know if there was a connection between your level of confidence and the quality of your experience on the weekend. But if you would like to say a little bit about that, We're definitely here for it. <laughs> what I'm coming to realize is that, like, I'm like finally for real, for real, um, getting back to work, so to speak, this week. Um, you know. Is becoming like uh, like the projects that kind of were on hold on hold are starting to ramp up again. So this this weekend I was thinking about that. So Esso says I'm not saying that there was a connection, but perhaps, perhaps. Well, I guess the possibility of connection is maybe um you know sometimes that's the best the most fun part is that that moment of possibility you know just the the fact of being open to that possibility is an exciting space to be in so you know So this weekend we, um, well, yesterday specifically, we had a pretty good dinner, which was nice. Kind of watched some football, which was nice. You know, Alberto is here. Welcome in, Alberto. Thank you for joining us this morning. Right now we are just checking in. Let us know what was the most meaningful moment of your weekend. So I says I'm referring to referring to the connection between my confidence. Alberto says I won 14k on FanDuel. Hey, <laughs> well I guess that could be pretty meaningful. Congratulations, I, that's that's what's up. Got to go to Miami. There you go, man. Hey, that's a good place to get rid of 14 grand of. Um, Newly, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Miami is a good place to go with fresh winnings. Though my statement was still, I was reading that. I think that there was, um, and so I, I felt like there was a little bit of an there. It was a little bit double entendre. So Alberto is nice with them fantasy picks. or oh, is it straight up sports book? I don't know. Oh straight bets. Okay. So I guess you might have you must have had some some um two-game parlay, uh-oh. Rolling them up. I hear you. That's what's up, man. Well, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. I guess you picked the Bengals and the um the Rams then. If that's what you were talking about or were you looking at basketball? Because I know the Bengals probably paid out pretty good. Because that was the one that was kind of uh, a little bit of a surprise enter a nickname is here folks thank you for joining us we're talking about the meaningful moment of our weekend what was that for you quarterback yards and touchdown scores okay you had like a little you had some props up in there huh some proposition bets along with okay i hear you so Hopefully it'll hold up for you, you know? Sometimes you you hit one of those and then you get a little loose. <laughs> I remember back in 2006, um, I was working with a young man, a young gentleman who liked to gamble. And um, so his background was, he had kind of made some money back in the, um, the uh, mortgage situation, he, he was a mortgage broker. So he made a little, little taste of extra money back in the early 2000s with some shady mortgages. And that fell apart for him. So, you know, he, he was just kind of building himself back up, you know, working like a regular gig. And, uh, but he liked to gamble. And he gambled on the Super Bowl where the Colts and the Bears. And um, right at the kickoff, if any, you know, nobody probably remembers this, but the Bears ran back the first kickoff of the game, um, and Devin Hester ran it back for a touchdown. Bets were still open, and he put $500 down. You know, <laughs> he put $500 down like right after that run, and of course, that didn't work out. So, you know. <laughs> Alexis is here. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Noble Ancient is in the building. Thanks for joining us, Noble. We're talking about the meaningful moments of our weekend. Some of us went out and had some, you know, had a good time socially. Some of us had some lucky, well, you know, I'm not going to say luck. I'll say, you know, you made the right call, made some sound bets and it paid off. So, if you would like to know, uh, if you would like us to know what the most meaningful moment of your weekend was, we'd love to hear it. Watching Young Sheldon with Noble Ancient. He doesn't like the show, but it had games in it. (laughs) Young Sheldon. God knows I love my nieces, but boy, I'm grateful their parents came back from vacation. <laughs> I know that's the best thing about nieces and nephews, is eventually you get to give them back, you know. <laughs> like, here you go, yeah. Thank you for the likes, Snowball and Alexis. So, also had a proud papa moment. My baby boy went to the bathroom on his own. That's what's up. Yeah, going to the bathroom. Noble Ancient says my most meaningful moment of my weekend was going back to work as a Friday. After being out two weeks due to COVID. Tired of them pull-ups, huh? I hear you, I hear you. going back to work? How did it feel to be there? How did it feel to be back on the grind there, Noble? Esso says living with two toddlers for a week as a full-time student? Eh, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, they don't care about what you got going on. They don't have nothing, like whatever it is you're trying to do. I think what it does though, it can make you appreciate your time. You know, the value the time that you have when you aren't being kind of pulled in another direction. So your speed was cut by half on Friday. So you ended up being there until two and it was supposed to be till midnight on a midnight close. So you got to work your way back up, huh? okay says uh they did help with some inspiration for the kit for the designs so yeah they were useful it was useful for them to be there i get it i can dig it all right <laughs> all right meaningful moments of the weekend it looks like we had a range of experiences, range of experiences over the weekends that was cool last night was 11 close and we got out a couple minutes after midnight a little bit fast and Friday so you're getting back into your groove getting back into your groove I love that all right one little thing I forgot to do if y'all will bear with me for one second so you said your speed is coming you're getting your legs under you yeah they take a couple days right to get back in the groove. You got to be patient with yourself. Sometimes it's hard to tell the impact of something like that. Um, To know in advance what the impact of something like that might be. So let me enter a nickname. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. I need to share maybe share this real quick before we get ready to go into sort of the central kind of our first um, our first kind of main non-check-in prompt of the day okay so we're going to be talking about our daily routines and habits rituals however you want to call them things that we do that sort of create a structure around our day and I would like to hear about your experience with these to the degree that it relates to the degree that is relevant to you I guess so we're gonna begin the conversation this way what are your most supportive healing what is your most supportive or healing personal practice now I use the phrase personal practice that can encompass um, a a range of different definitions and experiences which is something that you do not just kind of haphazardly and occasionally but something that you do consistently and um, intentionally that kind of supports you in some way, supports your wellness, what is that for you, your most supportive or healing personal practice? couple features of practices is that they are pretty open-ended um, practices are not necessarily um, goal-driven it's like you're not going to finish you know it's a journey that you are committed to so Esso says the best way i could simplify is by saying i practice consciousness double says watching funny animal videos or video game playthroughs on interesting story with interesting storylines on youtube that's a supportive personal practice so a conscious or an intentional consumption of a specific type of content is something that's useful for you so continues consciousness self-awareness and being present. Those are supportive and healing personal practices. And I guess they feel like, um, I'm wondering what are some of the ways that you sort of enact this practice? What are some of the things that you do to this self-awareness and presence how do you situate yourself in space and time so as to experience and recognize that you are engaged in the practice <laughs> Noble says I spend time with Alexis and watch good stuff on the laptop like the documentary on kittenhood letters because you're too lazy to find a check. I know in a lot of cases, there's a search function inside of emojis. If you just type the word check, one will come up. But, you know, rock on. It's okay. It's green. I can see it. Miss Mam is here. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us. You came in just in time for us to share with us some of your most supporting and healing personal practices. I know that um, S.O. Was, talk- was talking about awareness and presence. Alexis says mindfulness through things like journaling, baths, and certain shows. So now that you've found it, it will be should be in your recents. So, I think it's interesting that um, you've, you've included um, art, the consumption of certain art as a part of a personal practice, supportive practice, and I think um, I think that is a useful thing to bring up, especially as a creative person, understanding that your work might become a part of another person's healing. Or something that supports their well-being, not just um, a purely aesthetic experience. But, you know, you never know in what ways people will engage and interact with your work. Noble says, I'm very appreciative that Alexis wants to share their worlds with me. So everybody put I guess, um, Ms. Bam has got an interview, not feeling your best. I guess it's unfortunate that sometimes when we need to be at our our best, on some levels we are not necessarily there. But the day's young. Hopefully by the time you get there, you know, you'll be ready to rock and roll. make sure that you you know engage in you know the proper oral hygiene try to look your best you know (laughs) all right you said you couldn't sleep all night because you've been crying I'm sorry to hear that Circles. Well, I guess depending on what type of job you're interviewing for, it may not be um, a problem. I see the LOL, so maybe you are finding the humor in the situation. So what time is the interview? How long do you have to get yourself together? Okay. Yeah, you got time. Those dark circles will be a thing of the past by then. Okay. Let's get ready to go into our next our next prompt if we are ready and let's let's see where we can go okay so we've talked about our supportive practice what is the most supportive or healing personal practice Let's think about some of the possibilities of the ways that we can kind of engage our daily routine. What's the one thing that you would like to add to your daily routine? Maybe there's uh, something that you wanted to include in your experience that you just haven't gotten around to. Maybe there's something that you used to do before that you've kind of let go by the wayside. I think that the biggest imp- the things that have the biggest impact are the things that we do pretty much daily. You know, it's not the one-off grand gestures that make the most difference in our experiences. It's the, the, the little daily things. So is there something that you think would be cool to add to your daily routine that would make it a little bit better? Maybe it's something that you've tried occasionally. You haven't necessarily managed to make it a habit. So, Alexa says a way that actually works for me to remember to take my medication regularly. So, you need some assistance with compliance with your medication. Figuring that thing out. Hmm. I'm wondering what you're trying now. So Essa wants to drink more water, yeah, I, <laughs> I was listening to um, a comedian talking about the rise and the significance of hydration over the last couple decades, how if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, you never drank water. <laughs> Never drink water and nobody ever talked about it either. <laughs> uh, the only water you got was like at school, at the water fountain. You know, at the recess you got like four Mississippis of water and that would be it. So Miss Ma'am says you would like to Writing a journal, but you've been skipping on it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that you can probably notice a correlation between the quality of your life and the consistency of certain practices like journaling because they do serve to keep you from going straying too far, you know? Noble says, two games of some kind with Alexis each day, even before work or on off days too at some point. Alexis drank water from a hose outside, yeah. Giselle, welcome in, thanks for being here, yeah, I mean, you are, yeah, drinking water from a hose outside, you still weren't like, you weren't look. You, it's not like now though, it, it was just like pure animal necessity. It wasn't like a mindful thing at all. <laughs> We're talking about what's the one thing we would add to our daily routine. Berlin already drinks a lot of water and tea, hot water and tea. I have cool water and the very last drippings of a cup of hot tea. Were y'all dealing with headaches and dryness? Yes. We were woefully dehydrated. (laughs) We were parched, perpetually parched, woefully dehydrated, desperately dehydrated, perpetually parched. (laughs) All right, so what's one thing that you would add to your daily routine? Appreciation for water has increased. Well, it wasn't like bottled water or anything like that um, Which was probably a good thing Giselle said um, Giselle says if I could go swimming every day, that would be awesome. That's a very healthful activity Being able to get into the water every day and Go for a swim that would be cool Some, some of the things that we could add, there's a little bit of friction, like it's not necessarily easy to do, we'd have to figure some stuff out, but some of the stuff, you know, is right there for you, like water is right there for you. Just, you know, draw you a glass of that city punch and tip it back. But Giselle says go swimming like after working out in the morning, that would be nice. So if the place where you maybe if you have a pool, at least when the weather is conducive to it, then I guess that's a one way to handle it. Or if where you work out has a pool, you can do a few laps. It does sound like a great way. (laughs) Giselle says, "I'm, I'm just I'm in New York baby I can't be out here it's too cold for that you gotta be indoors <laughs> Giselle said it's too brick to be swimming in the winter time it's New York baby <laughs> Miss Ma'am says I'm so unflexible that when I swim five minutes my whole body just goes sore yeah I mean but you can get over that that's something that you can grow through. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I think um <laughs> sounds like you need some hydration. Yeah, I might be part of it. Noble says, I don't swim to use the water to meditate or explore if it's allowed have a water fight yeah this is just get out there play in the water imagine being dehydrated in a pool it's a rich the irony is so rich and thick in that scenario right So let's go ahead and look at the opposite side of that same question. Our lives are made of the things that we do Um, equally. You know, there might be some things that we would be better not to do. (laughs) Um, So these are not necessarily the most supportive of things that we do, but we do it. What's one thing that you would like to remove from your daily routine? Maybe it's not a daily routine. Maybe it's a weekly thing. But is there something in your, in the realm of your um, kind of regular activity that's not giving you the best vibes? Giselle says, I check my phone as soon as I wake up and I want to stop that. Miss Mam says, I'm going to start doing my daily routine before I leave for the interview. All right. We wish you all the best in that interview. So Giselle says, I don't want to check my phone first. So maybe if the phone isn't anywhere near you, it might be one barrier. Get like an old school alarm clock, charge the phone in a different room. So, S.O.K. says, I want to remove not sleeping from my routine. (laughs) Giselle says, I want to be able to do my full morning routine before going on it. So, what are some of the elements of your morning routine, the things that you would care to share? I mean, you know, we don't need to know all your business. But what are some of the things that you would like to get done before you hit those, you know, do your rounds for all the notifications and messages and all the other stuff. Alexis wants to remove procrastination from the daily routine. I think it would be interesting to to really put procrastination in context and space is if you actually scheduled it and like just in, say okay. I got some procrastination on my calendar right here, so I'm just gonna, like, this is my procrastination block. (laughs) And I'm not gonna do anything productive during this time. And then once you switch it from, you say, okay, well, I'm not gonna do anything productive during this time. Well, maybe I can just do nothing during this time, including thinking about what I'm not doing and then on some level your procrastination can be transformed into meditation and then it's not procrastination anymore so Noble says you want to remove worrying about the dumbest things with my 24 that I don't need to worry about yeah the ritual worry that can be something that might you know, might make your life a little better if you can subtract some of that. So, Giselle's morning routine. I get up, clean up my room, then I go to the gym with my roommate at 5, come home, take a shower, make some breakfast, then see what I need to do that day. Hmm. So, So are you already back from the gym? Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> so what you're saying is you already back from the gym? Oh, you just didn't go today. Okay. Okay. So instead of going to the gym, you got on your phone. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You got on your phone and you found us. <laughs> That's what's up. So Richard is here with the fist up in the chat. Let us know what is something that you would like to remove from your daily routine. Giselle says, okay, I have an excuse now. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, you don't have to make... We're going to get to the excuse part later. But you're jumping ahead of the game right now. Um, so Giselle says, I don't have snow tires. I guess that's one of the things about um, having a routine that where there is some friction, you can't you know, there's sometimes you just can't do it. If you have to leave your house to do it, then some days you can't leave your house. And that's valid. Say yo, you went ahead and did some yoga, that's what's up. You did something, you know, you don't have to go to the gym every day. There are a lot, of, a lot of different ways that you can achieve that same goal. Noble says, my days of adventure vary so much that the day doesn't guarantee routine, doesn't guarantee routine would be a thing. Well, it seems like you are just completely out of control. It sounds like you're completely reactive. Routine doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, there might be 10 minutes that you have when you first wake up, and there are some things that you can do for yourself that's good you know there are some things that you need to go out into to be well when you go into your adventure whether it's something that you eat you know or you know it doesn't have to be elaborate but is a way just to check in Every, you know, adventurer, you have for all, the, all the tools that you need to go out. You want to make sure that you have everything with you that you need. You don't want to be caught out there missing a key element or key tool. So Giselle says, I woke up at 4.30, did yoga, showered, and you're sitting on your bed now. On, not in, on. The only one detail I can take out of my day, day during the week is your stream. <laughs> I say okay. It's like I don't have to come here. That's one thing I do. I don't need to do that. You said you can't take it out. Okay, got you. Well, I'm glad that this is a positive part of your experience, everyday noble certainly great to have you here and to hear your perspective shout out to Harley for listening in everybody please also drop a green heart in the chat Rita is here and half happy over the results of yesterday's games half happy so Giselle points out brushing your teeth washing your face and eating some breakfast is basically routine it is it is you know I don't think that those are any of those things are things that you would want to not do. Maybe breakfast. Some people don't have breakfast. And with Giselle, I'm wondering, are you just generally a morning person? That you you know are like like up like that, up like that? <laughs> I mean, I know I am, but a lot of people here are ending their day. So 4:30 for yoga, you know. So you hate mornings, (laughs) but it is what it is, huh? You're an RN, so you have to wake up early anyway. Got it, okay. Well, it's good that you are doing all of those things that are kind of supportive of what is a stressful lifestyle. You're doing those things to take care of yourself. That's, That's good. Noble says, Alexis and my breakfast is usually what I bring home from work most of the time. So it might not be your traditional breakfast food, but you do nourish your body in these hours. All right. So let's get ready to go to the next prompt. See how how we can get things rolling. Southern comfort. I don't know if Soco is like the best southern comfort chicken sammy's fries pizza or even maybe a bisoki. So when you say southern comfort, are you talking about the the liquor,
1: <laughs>
0: or is southern comfort chicken sandwich is that a, is that a whole thing in and of itself? I mean, you know. I can't tell you how to start your day, but... Okay, so chicken sandwich with ham, alfredo, and cheese. Okay, so the Southern Comfort part, that's just a description, it's not a... know if you were starting out with the soco all right here we go because i would say if you were starting out with um if you were starting out with um southern comfort the alcohol i would say that might be one thing that you can target (laughs) to remove from your daily routine but i digress else as I've cheated so many times on your diet with pizzochi yeah I've never had that so alright so here, here we go alright so it's a cookie with vanilla ice cream a pizza cookie Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So ice cream sandwich, basically. Open-faced ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Open-faced ice cream sandwich. I hear you, that sounds good to me. Um. So we're going into the next prom. You might've seen me change the background. So we're gonna get into that. Alberto is back, welcome back, Alberto. The number one thing holding me back is blank. What is the number one thing holding you back? Holding you back from what? Holding me back from what, you might ask. I don't know. What you trying to do? (laughs) What's the number one thing that's holding you back? Whatever the goal might be or the pursuit that might be on your horizon you might be experiencing some sort of resistance um, or some sort of opposition, what is the number one thing that is holding you back? What is that? Maybe it's Pazuki's <laughs> Oh man, Pazuki's Piz- Piz- I'm saying it wrong, Pazuki. I mean, it's a made-up word, so how can you say it wrong? (laughs) So, for Rita, the number one thing holding me back is body pain. Noah says, My internal struggles currently. Holding myself back on purpose for the time being. Holding yourself back on purpose. How do we do that? Why do we do that? How do we do that, I guess, and why do we do that? We can come up with reasons suppose as to why we might intentionally hold ourselves back so harley is sniffing saying hi i appreciate your greeting harley i hope that you are fed and satisfied and that you are taking taking care of your family over there making a conscious choice to wait on doing certain things and literally holding myself back for a bit so it's a conscious choice well it's good to know that it's a conscious choice and the assumption is if it's a conscious choice you are operating under the um, you operating under the premise that is the correct choice. At least what's right for you right now. So, you're going to get real strong rigmarole soon though. Get that (laughs) rigmarole. Oh man. So for nobody, one of the, the number one thing holding you back is a choice. That might be true for most of us. I mean, of course, there are some things that might be outside of our control right now. But for many of us, I think that the thing that's holding us back is a choice. So noble says I need to straighten a few things out before I can unlock the next step. It's rare. I think I think it's rarer than most of us appreciate that we ever fully feel ready. Um, there's going to be a level of uncertainty. And there's there gonna be some things that you want to know that you can't know until you go. So I guess the challenge is for us to parse, like which parts of the things we can only learn in the process. We can, we can try to find answers ahead of time that can only be found later or found in the process of doing. So we have to make sure that our delay is not indefinite and because of this is not an answer you can find ahead of time, you know. So Britt is here. Welcome in, Britt. It's good to see you this morning. I hope that you are doing doing well. Maybe you had some friends come and give you a little bit of reprieve and give you an opportunity to sleep and get a little bit of rest. Maybe. So Brit could be better. So SOK says, hmm, nothing feels out of reach right now, which is rare, but I guess self-discipline never hurt. Maybe you could be a little bit more self-disciplined, but right now you feel like you're not encumbered by anything specific, which is a great place to be. I encourage you, as long as you are kind of in this mode, that you are moving with the freedom that is being afforded to you by your current mental, emotional, and physical state. Emo is here. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us Let us know what's holding you back right now. That's kind of what you came into. (laughs) I know it's a lot, but here we go. Brits just popped through for a second. I hope that you get the feeling better. It's always great to see you. sometimes the things that are holding us back are internal Alexa says my own mind and self sabotaging behaviors hold me back you recognize that the, the biggest barrier are things that are inside of your own mind sometimes you, you know figure how do I get to the bottom of this How do I get to the bottom of the things that are holding me back? So Noble has given us a useful metaphor about getting to the bottom of what's going on and what's holding you back. Noble says, what's the boss fight I have at the end of this dungeon I'm in? Mentally, what is the boss fight? Are at the top of the hour, a little bit past the top of the hour and I just want to take a couple seconds here while we are here to say thanks everyone for joining us for session number 196 196 of the Morning Journal. We do this every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're listening live and this is your vibe, you like kind of the questions and the the way that we are kind of approaching the beginning of the day in these conversations I invite you to join us again tomorrow we'll be here Monday through Friday 6am if you're catching the replay make sure that you follow subscribe wherever you are watching whether it's on YouTube or if you're watching from our Facebook fan page uh, or LinkedIn or Twitter make sure that you follow subscribe so that you don't miss any of the future replays, you can listen back, answer in the comments. If a particular prompt kind of resonates with you, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are with regards to those prompts. And of course, you if you are watching and you want to join us in the VIP, you can do so by following the link that's on your screen that says VIP section. And you can come on over and join the conversation That is happening over here with our long-term, long-time collaborators in this experience. We've been here over, many have been here since pretty much the beginning, you know, since we started doing this in spring of 2021. So, once again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And um, we're going to continue the conversation here. With our next prompt alright next prompt so this prompt I want you to before I even share it I want you to try to have the most mature and um I want to invite you to be mature and not dismissive of the implications of this particular question, because I think it's an easy one to dismiss, especially when we are living in sort of a state of gratitude, but I don't know how honestly I don't know how honestly we engage with questions like this, because it is pretty easy to dismiss. So let's just see what it does. Talking about regret. Um, Regret is a reality. Um, And I think one of the reasons that, one of the ways that we dismiss regrets is, well, If this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have this thing that I have now, so I'm grateful for it. Yes, and you must be willing to acknowledge the feeling of regret because it teaches you something. It can, because it implies that you have some sort of agency, some sort of ability to impact the quality of your life and experience that you can actually do things I mean it's different from disappointment because disappointment is things that are happening that are outside of your control but if you regret it's something that you chose and we can hold the reality that we are grateful for the way that things come out and also know that we feel a certain way about a choice that we made that giving another chance, we would not make that choice. Results notwithstanding. I think a lot of times we, it's easy to kind of engage in the outcome fallacy that if things worked out, that means you made the right choice. Oh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, you can make a poor choice and have a good outcome. And if you don't address the poor choice, the more likely outcome is eventually gonna catch up with you. It's like saying, Oh well, you know, I had a couple of drinks and I drove home and I made it home. So it was okay, it was a good choice since nothing happened. Nah. <laughs> don't do that anymore. That's not a good choice. I didn't get caught, so it was the right choice. So we cannot let the outcome the outcome or how things worked out, no matter how fortunate they are, be the sole, um, the sole judge of the quality of the choices that we make. So I want to think about early regrets because when you're young and you do things early on, it seems like the world is out of control and there's no, there's no consequence attached to your actions. It's just like it's just the world out there and I'm doing stuff and stuff and stuff is happening. But when you realize that you can do something and as a result of what you did, some consequences come that are uncomfortable, that's a key moment in your growth as a human. You know? You see the consequences show up in your life. You know? They might be imposed by someone who's, you know, it might be imposed by a, a parent. Sometimes when we are living in, with punishments that are imposed by us, we don't even, we're not mature enough to regret the action that led to the punishment. We don't make the full connection. You're like, you're sorry that you got caught. You're not sorry that you did it. You don't necessarily see that connection. But at some point you start to see a connection. And you realize that, man, I could probably do, I probably can um, make some better choices here. So, Alexa says, leaving the house at 18 and missing out on my choice university and subsequently my dream job is a a early regret that I can remember. So Noble says, I don't remember my regrets, none. Not even like, I shouldn't have drank that Mountain Dew and tried to lay down. Now I'm gonna be waking up in the middle of the night. It doesn't have to be life changing any that you remember so this is an invitation to kind of honestly look at things and because not because you want to feel bad or you need to feel bad about it but just sort of as a guide just as a guide to choices that might still be in front of you. It gives you an insight to what would be a good life for you. Because you're going to be constantly faced with choices. Right? And understanding and being able to refer to your experience and understand like how you, how you might feel living with this choice based on your based on your history based on your experience it could be a useful thing to sit with welcome in James thanks for joining us this morning you came as we were talking about our earliest regrets that we can remember maybe there was somebody that came across your path that you still remain curious about, but you never that you never did. Enter a nickname, says, someone said to me when I rightly felt bad about a choice that my intention to redo it is enough. I can't go back but it's good enough that I would do it differently if I could. Well with regards to that specific incident, that might be true. Again, I think the most valuable thing is, you know, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself but it rhymes. Many times we'll come across another situation and we would be faced with a similar choice. Maybe not exactly the same, but a similar choice. And your willingness to acknowledge, you know, the, you know, the emotional outcome of the previous situation might give you enough courage in the moment to choose differently this time. Because a lot of times, the things that we choose that we regret feel right in the moment, or they are easiest to do in the moment, but the impact of them is later. And I think that when we, you know, if we don't have, if we are able to kind of summon that long-term, those long-term implications, it's still going to be easier to do the regrettable action in the moment. It's still going to present as the easiest path. The path of least resistance. It's easy to just keep slipping. James, thank you so much for the like. I appreciate it, Mando. Thank you. Tallest gnome is here. or nickname says, so, oh yes I'll never do that again for sure sometimes when we are in the midst of a deep deeply regrettable situation maybe we're just hungover you know <laughs> a hangover is the most common physical manifestation of regret but it's the nature of our experience to forget and I don't know how many people have promised themselves and God and anyone who would listen. Oh, I'm never doing this again. Then next weekend, here we go again. (laughs) I'm actually am grateful about the feeling of regret. It helps you remember. Yeah. I think it's important. Like all of the, it's a neg, it's definitely a negative emotion. And, um, we, we, uh, we have to be able to kind of live with negative emotions in a way that's healthy if they are ever going to be a guide for us. Miski Osama, thank you for joining us. So we're talking about, at this moment, we're talking about a more useful and healthful and helpful relationship with regret. That's the vibe right now. I know you, you know, if you just come in here, it might be like, wow, okay. If you're real fam, I don't know you like that. <laughs> but if you're not ready to work with it right now, that's perfectly fine. Uh, you can always kind of screenshot and come back to it later if it's something that might sit better for you, You know, for you to reflect on privately in your own space. But I, I did want to raise it and to just kind of put forward the possibility that some of these negative emotions like regret, they ha- they are necessary vehicles for growth. Being able to sit with them and recognize what they can teach us about what we really want, the way that we really would prefer to live and show up in our experience. All right. If we are ready, we can move to the next one. We do have, (laughs) we do have a a recent regret. Richard says, I regret not putting my boots on before I went downstairs. Then you hit your toe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we have minor regrets like, I didn't dress for the weather. I should have brought my umbrella. Like, why did I do this? I know I know better. They say if you know better, if you knew better, you do better. But obviously that's not necessarily true. We're not always going to do our best. All right, That's just kind of the way it goes. All right. All right, here we go. Next prompt. What is your favorite excuse? What is your favorite excuse when things um you know maybe things didn't aren't working out the way that you would like you're struggling with uh, any number of decisions what's your favorite excuse what's the thing that you often run to first when you don't get the results that you're looking for or you don't follow through with a certain plan of action whatever the However it plays out, where you feel like an excuse come, bubbles up for you, what's the, fir- what's the thing that you go to most often as the reason? Because I think that, you know, those can be a signal for us as well. If it's something that comes up a lot, it might not be true. It might be true sometimes, but I think... Giving excuses can also be like a reflex as well. It's not an honest assessment of the current situation. It's just a reflexive, habitual response that we offer. But it's not true. (laughs) It's not true to the situation that we're in right now. A lot of people say, well, I didn't have enough time. Didn't you, though? <laughs> didn't you, though? Let's take a look. Let's hit the replay real quick. I know, I think it might have been last week. I can't remember. Um, um, maybe it was last week we talked about having an inventory or a map of the resources, um, at our disposal and having, you know, knowing what we have available to make things better. So Noble says, good question or hi during points of indecisiveness. I'm not sure I understand that response. If you don't mind elaborating or Translating that a bit. I'm not, I'm not getting that one. Alexa says, I'm not feeling it is your favorite excuse. I'm not feeling it. While it is valuable to be tuned into our emotional state, we do realize, I think, you know, deep down we know that we cannot be entirely governed by the state or quality of our emotions because um, they might lead us into a place that feels safe and comfortable now, but that undermines the bigger picture of what it is that we are trying to do. Essa says, I got homework. (laughs) So this is the, the, the card that you pull out maybe with your family when you um, when family obligations kind of creep up you say oh no, I got I got homework <laughs> and then you proceed to not do the homework <laughs> so there is some truthiness to it but do do it i do it what i mean i guess the spurious the spuriousness of the claim would be is it true that the fact that you hope that you have homework does preclude you from this other obligation could you do both i guess that's the you know because if it's just factual and a priority it's not really an excuse it's just a choice that you're making and you're communicating that choice. I think a lot of times there are, there are tasks that are like homework where given you know if, we had, if the homework was the only thing that we had to do, we wouldn't want to do it. But given the choice between doing homework and another least pleasant tasks, the homework looks mighty nice. <laughs> <laughs> it looks mighty fine to do the homework. I guess the most important thing is that we don't delude ourselves with our excuses, that we recognize them for what they are. Just that excuses. So, All right. Alexa says, this is how high ends up being an excuse for Noble. Yeah. I saw that. That must be pretty annoying. (laughs) That, that, That would be an annoying deflection. All right. Here we go. Last prompt of the day. Oh, before we get into the last prompt, um, let me just kind of sum things up. I know that, like for Aretha, I can't is a go to excuse. Oh, I can't. We all know how, we all know the degree to which that statement is often untrue. We say I can't instead of I don't want to, which is like a more straightforward response and more accurate. It's like, I don't don't want to. And I think that sometimes we are uncomfortable with saying that we don't want to because we're worried about, you know, we don't want to disappoint someone or hurt someone's feelings by just stating I'm not I'm not gonna do that I I don't want to that sounds a little harsh right but that's the truth right (laughs) but you know we say we can't and then that that feels a little less um, that feels a little less injurious towards the person who made the request because you know if you ask me and I say I can't then what are you going to say I mean if you can't you can't but if you ask me and I say no I don't want to it almost feels a little personal <laughs> it's like oh you don't want to well, no I don't want to it feels like a little conversation about to pop off but if that's what it is then it doesn't um, it's useful to say that that's what it is that's uh, enforcing a uh, I think sometimes we offer excuses in lieu of just setting a healthy adult boundary and communicating in ways that, you know, respect, that show respect for ourselves, you know? And I think, uh, you know, those are patterns that we learn, especially when you're coming up and through situations where you don't necessarily hold any power. You learn to navigate by softening your language. And at some point your language gets too so soft that it's like no longer true. And then, you know, once it gets there, then you know, that unleashes a whole new set of problems for you. that you have to, that you don't have to deal with. I mean, you don't have to work through those things, but it's something that kind of keeps, can keep showing up for you, you know? So, it's worth thinking about that. Rachel is here. It's good to see you, Rachel. Rachel is finally back, that's good to know. So let's kind of recap where we've been thus far in our conversation today. We kind of started out talking about our daily rituals and routines, the things that we do on a regular basis, whether it's a daily thing or a weekly thing, I think. The main thing is it's like it's something that happens pretty regularly. What are some of those things that are really supportive and healing that you do on a regular basis? And then what are some of the things that you would like to add to that routine? Is there something missing from your daily routine or regular set of habits that you think would make the quality of your life improve? We then looked at, well, maybe there's something that you're doing every day that's not necessarily supportive of the person that you're trying to become not necessarily supportive of the goals that you're pursuing, but you're constantly doing it on a regular basis and maybe it would be good to subtract that. To disentangle, I think it's useful to think about habits, um, not necessarily about breaking bad habits. Um, I think it's more useful to think about disentangling from bad habits because typically it's not a thing that happens first go out you you get it it's like you know very very few very few situations end with just a, a solid clean break usually there's a process you know there's you know you're slowing down you stop for a while it might come back and you know you keep working on it over time and I think that when you recognize the process of subtracting these things from your experience, whenever you say you're gonna break it and the inevitable, you know, slip up or regression or moment of weakness comes, when you fall back, you feel like you failed and then you can deal with the guilt. I think it might be useful to think about disentangling because when something is tangling you know that there's going to be maybe repeated contact there's going to be a loosening of it there's going to be the occasional slip up but you don't compound that slip up with guilt and shame that keeps you from because how many people have ever been doing something you had a streak going and everything was going well and then you slip up once and then it's like well I guess I just got to throw the whole thing away, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> that's that. That's as soon as it's not perfect anymore, it's like why bother. So I think that's that's the relationship between breaking bad habits. That's sort of an unhealthy, you know, an unhealthy way of looking at it because. It's like perfection is the only alternative and we are not perfect. And to assume that we are or that we can be is a little bit, you know, it's harmful. So it's untangling, it's unwinding. I made the commitment, I'm making better choices, I'm moving. The pull of this thing is getting looser and eventually I will be free of it and um, yeah, I'm moving in the right direction. So, daily routines—the things that we do every day—that's the first part of the conversation. Then we moved. Uh, then we started looking at um, what's holding you back. And that seems, that felt like a, a little bit of a departure. But I think sometimes the things that are holding us back do show up pretty regularly they might be um associated in some way with the things that we do every day the people that we are engaged with every day or it could be something else so thinking about the number one thing that's holding you back is it something that's outside of you that you um That's in the way, or is it something that's rising up from inside of you? So recognizing what the obstacle is, and I think that a lot of times, when we see or not, when we see an obstacle. We see obstacles as signals that, okay, this shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> you, could, you could read an obstacle that way, like, okay, this, this obstacle popped up, so this, this is the universe telling me, you know? We like to ascribe obstacles to the universe, giving us a sign, <clears throat> when it ain't really got nothing to do with that. It's just something that you have to deal with. Um so sometimes the only way out is through. We gotta kinda we gotta kinda dance with those obstacles. So recognizing what those obstacles are, that was the next question. Then the last question before this one we were talking about regrets. The earliest regrets that we remember. Just recognizing that there are choices that we um You know, reaching a level of maturity where we realize that our choices have consequences. That is sort of the seed of of the emotion of regret and trying to have a healthy relationship with that. Not dismissing it. Not doing the whole, oh, I'm just glad it happened. If this didn't happen, I wouldn't have this so I don't have regrets. Okay. But how is that useful in giving you insight into way that you the way that you're gonna move going forward so using regret sort of as a compass um, or even as like a photographic negative um, of the thing that you want all of the negative things the negative emotions that we aren't necessarily willing to acknowledge we don't want to acknowledge regrets necessarily we don't want to acknowledge jealousy necessarily or anger all the things that we have labeled as negative emotions a lot of times we will not own those things um we'll talk them away with some sort with um you know, we can talk them away with some kind of positive mumbo-jumbo, but you know what You know what flashed up in your heart when you seen them shining? You know you felt some type of way. So you can pretend like you didn't feel it, you can pretend like you're not jealous, you can pretend, but you know what popped up for you, you know. And there's some information in there for you in that. The only thing that rises up for us, the only things that give us that response are things that are related to things that are possible for us. Rachel says, I'm always happy for everyone. Okay, yeah. You could be happy for everybody, but you know, deep down somewhere you're like, dang. (laughs) Must be nice. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to hate the person to have that little, wow. (laughs) The tallest gnome is here. Um, Yeah, I think we will do, we are better served in general. (laughs) We're better served in general to notice um, and not to, we, we better serve just to notice what we feel without jumping to some sort of judgment about whether or not we should have felt it or thought it. It popped up for you. It came up for you. You don't need to um, kind of wish it, wish it away. Just see what's in there. Maybe there's work for you. In that emotion it's a signal for you of, you know, there's something that's calling you out, calling you out to be more than you're being right now. Maybe you're playing a little small right now. And when you see someone demonstrating a higher level of vibration, you realize that you like, man, I'm, I'm kind of under kind of underachieving over here. <laughs> Alexa says, don't judge your emotions. They're just a messenger. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, we concluded our conversation and we wrapped up with um, your favorite excuse. Your favorite excuse. What is the thing that you say What goes, I guess a, a way to think about it is what goes along with your no, because basically an excuse is just um, footnotes on your no. <laughs> you didn't just say no, you had to add, um, you know, you had to add an appendix, and some footnotes with that no, a little extra commentary. M-O, thank you so much for the like. Rachel says, I've learned not to beat myself up. Yeah. So, SOK says, uh, to judge is to attach it to a narrative. I think that yeah. So, is Seton still sick? I don't know, Seton's been, if... If it's Seaton, Seton's been sick for a few days. Got to take him to the vet. Yeah. All right. so favorite excuse what goes along with the no now we're going to go into the last prompt and most like i don't i don't get this type of outpouring when i'm sick I mean, I had a whole surgery and y'all didn't say all of this. you looking forward to this week? We're getting things started for the week ahead with something that is on your radar that you are looking forward to. Having something to look forward to is a powerful, it's a powerful thing in terms of helping you get motivated and overcome the challenges, having that thing on the horizon. can make it a little bit easier to get out of bed in the morning, just a little bit. So Noble says, an in-depth planned gamer shop number 18 you're looking forward to? Love that. Love that. Rachel says, I'm looking forward to starting my career this week. Okay congratulations and also eating healthier yeah that's awesome I'm glad to hear that I know Rachel is a bit of an enigma so I'm not going to ask further I'm not going to inquire further into the nature of this career but I'm glad that you're getting things started Alexa says, I'm looking forward to Thursday. I said positive happening that day. That's awesome. Looking forward to Thursday. I am Sabrina. Joy is with us. Welcome in. Thank you for being here. What are you looking forward to? This week. I I guess most significantly for me is um, kind of moving and working with energy again having um, feeling like I actually have the physical capacity to manage my workload so looking forward to Kind of being able to do the things I normally do without um, the physical (laughs) distress that I was experiencing last week. It was such a struggle. I had to pare down my activity to allow myself enough rest and um, time to recover. It's just like the mental part of it is huge, you know? So Rachel is gonna be streaming, looking forward to streaming on Tuesday for the first time in a long time. I know you've been missed. So a lot of people will be tuning in and catching up. I am Sabrina Joy. Says I'm looking forward to the children being with their dad this week and being able to film. Hey Jude. There we go it's great to see you i usually i'm a little bit quicker on that but it's nice to have you here steve has made it from the hold up tv i guess i'm also um another thing i'm looking forward to is um meeting with spoon well i'm not meeting with spoon because spoon is an app but meeting with someone from Spoon. Just kind of learning some new things, um, sort of about the, I guess, the direction of the app, kind of what's going on. We've been, in, a, been in, a little, in the dark a little bit for the last couple months as things have transitioned. So I'm looking forward to meeting um, and having a conversation with a new point of contact that can maybe let us know something. So Sabrina says there are a lot of little components to having some time with myself that I'm excited about. I like that was a, that was a tastefully vague (laughs) response. (laughs) I love it. We don't need to know more. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff, little things, little things. for joining us we're right now just kind of sharing what we are um what we're looking forward to this week um sabrina says in response to what you said i understand what having energy again after recovery process feels like yeah steve is looking forward to tomorrow because it's a day off so steve is there a panel tomorrow I know that we're alternating between interview guests and panels. So is there a panel? All right. So we are coming down to the last 10 minutes or so of the stream. We haven't had very much VIP time today, um, but we are gonna have at least a couple minutes to do this. You know, with just us in the room, you dig? Um, So, I'm gonna abruptly, (laughs) I'm gonna abruptly flip to our outro and we're gonna get ready to say goodbye to all of the folks that are listening in and viewing us. All right, y'all hear the theme song. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. We still have about 10 minutes left in the VIP, but we're going to get ready to end things over on YouTube and Facebook, etc. I hope that y'all have a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time, or there's about. I know that if you're watching, we usually start maybe a few minutes, later over on um, on the video side just because it takes a couple minutes to get the folk, the VIPs in the room and ready to go um, but I appreciate you and we'll be back we're going to shout out all the VIPs up in the room right now we got Mez up in here and SOK is up in here and Alberto is up in here we got inner nickname is up in here I am Sabrina Joy is up in here we got the tallest known up in here yeah hey jude is up in here and noble ancient is up in here and alexis autumn elf is up in here we got hold up tv in here get them get them yeah and we got rachel up in here and mo is up in here hearts in the chat for seating It's clear and Harley and Tim everybody that just joined us thank you for being here alright we got 10 minutes left in the VIP everyone else we'll see you tomorrow morning peace